0: Good afternoon friends. Welcome to another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. That's no, it's not going to last. So it's grand and glorious. Take my word for it. This is grand and glorious. How about we spend in a couple hours here on the Patrick Lally, show engaged in some energetic and entertaining conversation to make you forget about the weather. Ah, like, we're not going to talk about the weather. But well, we will talk about local, state, national news, and politics, of course, as we always do, because that's our bread and butter. But, you know, we like all things. We're we're well-rounded folk here at KSOO. So we're also going to talk, talk about sports and leisure. Perhaps some arts and literature. As I like to say, it's the Trivial Pursuit on the radio. So we'll fill up our pie and... Move on with Uber producer Dan Peters, who's here to bring you the latest news and weather. Thanks for spending some time with us today through your radio. Streamed live on KSO.com or on the KSOO mobile app. Remember, you can always follow along on Twitter. We have a Twitter account. Yes, we do. It's at P-Lally Show, P-L-A-L-L-E-Y Show. No self-respecting radio program can not have a Twitter operation these days that's the way we live right but you know that you can uh, that kso mobile app that's that's a way to roll people you can go get the branded kso mobile app on whatever app store you use all the platforms all the androids and all the apples and all them things sorts of things and you get your one touch streaming there and you get news and weather and everything else all right, yeah, so the weather, right? The snow. Uh, I think it's a uh, largely a consensus that this sucks, right? I mean that's I had today I had uh, an experience that I haven't had living in Sioux Falls, maybe ever. I, I can't remember the last time this happened. I was in an actual traffic jam.
1: Ooh.
0: Yes. And I you know, I've been people have people say this to me all the time. Anytime there's like good weather or bad weather, <laughs> drive your bike today." You know, because I I I love riding my bike to work and I'm go- I I I've been bad lately. This happens every year. You get into this kind of late winter slump, you know? It's just like I don't want to deal with it cuz I got a car, so I have an out, which isn't good. I should just I should just drain the gas out of it or something throw the spark plugs into the snow and then I wouldn't have any choice. But so I'm, I'm driving today coming from the Southeast down 57th, one of your major, you know, East to West thoroughfares here. usually traffic moving along just fine today. It took me what normally is a, about a 11 or 12 minute drive, right? I mean, it's just not that far. Took me uh, 35 minutes. That's, that's a 35 minutes. That's a long time here in the best little city in America. That's why we live here, right? Cuz we don't have these hour and a half situations uh bumper to bumper. But I'm sitting on 57th from Clifton, Minnesota. It's like bumper cars out there apparently. People running into each other. There's cops all over. It's just a series of little, you know, accidents, fender benders, but it just locked everything down through there. And so it's just creep 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 go around this accident, go around that accident. Everybody's trying to funnel. And I bet you it took me from, to get from Clifton, Minnesota on 57th Street, probably at least 20 minutes of that was spent in that stretch. Just sitting there. It's terrible. Terrible people.
1: You almost thought that while you were sitting and waiting in traffic, there would be someone out there with the magic whip saying, You shall not
0: pass! <laughs> yes, with some sort of staff. You
1: shall not
2: pass.
0: I could have used a little conjuring to get me out of that situation. A little wave of the, with some heat. but it was Yeah, nasty. the flaming
1: sword. Yes, yeah. that would have been all right.
0: It was nasty for everybody. I, From what I understand, it was just, you couldn't. But you know, it's better to go slow than to just run into
1: stuff. Well, I was coming from the other direction on Fifty Seventh Street, mm-hmm. and I'm coming down the hill towards Tennis Lane. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a vehicle behind me. I said, "Sorry, dude, I'm slowing down. I'm not. Yeah. T- I can't take this corner at 15 miles an hour like I <laughs> normally would. I got to slow it down to about 10." And even coming around the corner, yeah. you know, even through the slush, you know, your my front tires and, and they're baldies. I, <laughs> I got to tell you. So I'm coming through, and man, I'm I'm running the wheel to the right, and then back to the left. And I was like, I just feel like I'm, you know, running down, you know, coming out of turn two. Yeah. You know, my 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 back end's coming out, and my front end is sliding. And like, man, I feel like I'm a stuntman here.
0: That's not good. That is not good. I'm, but you made it okay.
1: Yes, I did. Good thing
0: there weren't any uh, uh, people just sitting there in their car. You boom.
1: I did have someone at that intersection too they were they were coming out of tennis lane they were going mm-hmm. to turn onto 57th street so that even i had to slow down even even still oh man it's like well, like I, I was like well i got to goose the throttle a little bit so i don't you know swing that way i got to make sure i move this and
0: and uh, you were talking about the accidents there were a lot uh what were the numbers again
1: 29 remember? accidents yeah. between 7 and 8 o'clock. that's a lot it is
0: for uh for us i did hear too the two different times today First, the Interstate Twenty Nine, down by uh, your Akron Spink exit down there, yes. northbound. So, like a double trailer situation rolled over, blocked the entire thing. Yes. So that took a long time to clear out of there. You know, you couldn't drive north on the interstate. You had to like go through Spink, which is you know, uh, lovely and all, but a little off the beaten path. And then uh, same thing happened. Over by montrose on uh on 90 right
1: i think that was a jackknife but yeah the the north the eastbound lane was blocked the montrose exit on 90 today
0: that had to be terrible driving driving truck out in this stuff
1: yeah and there and there are a lot of truckers who don't get that that excited about winter weather It's oh, i drive through this stuff all the time it doesn't bother me tell you what you make one wrong move with that big rig and yeah. and you are in trouble uh, it seems th- we had I I can't remember the
0: woman's name on now, but she's an occupational therapist. She works with truckers. I, that, that has to be so stressful. I mean, I do this all the time, but it has to be very stressful to be driving through that kind of stuff with that big truck with all these people around you.
1: Was that Jolene Mitchell?
0: Thank you. That's yes. it. Wow. The man has a memory like a steel trap, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday, it was the Bobby Fuller 4 Today, it's Jolene Mitchell, which guess we had a month ago.
1: Oh, yeah. And then, actually, then there was the other guy, that, the guy who ran the shops, who was always T, uh, CJ or whatever, you know, Charles Johnston.
0: Oh, yeah. Char- See? Charlie Johnston. Charlie Johnston. Nice. The shops. You're in the shops. <laughs> also known as strip joints. I could have said the shakers. But yeah. <laughs>
2: That's not good.
0: Uh, despite all this nastiness, we have a great show for you today. Our guests include Greg Cook of 605 Running Company. He's previewing this weekend's 605 Half Marathon. It's the first time they've done this little operation, so we'll talk to Greg about that. It should be fun. It's going to be beautiful out. Jacqueline Palfrey will be here for the KSO Zambro's Community Book Club and we'll talk about uh, this month's selection. Tomorrow night is the gathering down there at Zambro's. Boon Man is our weird friend of the day. And I will have a PL statement just after the break. Today's topic, uh, it's k- kind of a potpourri, potpourri of news. We'll just say that. But six-man football is in there. So you're going to want to stay tuned. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Yes, it is that time of day. It is the PL statement with our friends the Bodines leading us into it. And we always appreciate their contribution each and every day here on The Patrick Lally Show. Uh, today, you know, I uh, there's a lot going on in the news. And there's just uh, some things I want to comment on. First, of course, uh, you've all heard that uh, Barbara Bush uh, passed away on yesterday, and uh, which is really a, a shame. Uh, she was 92, so it's not uh, terribly shocking, of course. But, uh, you know, I saw a couple things over the... Uh, overnight and uh, this morning um, lots of tributes and everything coming in as you know and uh, 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 the comments uh, by her family uh, very touching uh, you know and and just great stories uh, about Barbara Bush Um, you know working in media you get to see a lot of politicians and politically related people up close and usually you find them to be different than what you thought usually better um, than from what you assume from their public personas there are exceptions of course <laughs> And those stories are, are pretty good. but i I always think about like I spent a lot of time with Pat uh, Buchanan and um, you know he was he was a fun guy to be around and kind of a lot different than that this sort of stern warrior that he always had on TV and I use that I use that as an example um, because I, I always liked talking to him and hanging out with him. Uh, but there's a lot of politicians like that that were, you know, just uh, different people than when they were railing along. And I didn't get to meet Barbara Bush directly, but it's hard to believe that she could be any better than she was in public because in public, on um, you know, in our, in our uh, interactions with her, uh, she was always really good. And the stories of her wit and humor, I think, are the best that are making the rounds today. And I like funny people, and she was clearly funny. And what I heard today, what. Came from W. George W. Bush. He was visiting his mother over the weekend, and, uh, and they knew that you know her time was short. And there was a doctor in the room, and she asked the doctor, uh, "You know why George is so odd? I smoked and drank a lot when I was pregnant, which <laughs> is just funny. You know, probably not a, 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 a something people have said, but coming from Barbara Bush, it just seems funny. Uh, it's not verbatim, of course, but it it's pretty close." Um, North Korea. Uh, So we sent Pompeo, the CIA guy who is going to be the state uh, secretary of state, allegedly, Mike Pompeo, if he can get through the uh, uh, approval of the Senate, and that uh, he was there over Easter and uh, had conversations with Kim Jong-un in North Korea, and the uh, president is uh, tweeting denuclearization will be a great thing for the world, but also for North Korea. He wrote while at his Florida state where he is hosting Japanese prime minister Shinzo Abe. Um, so it was reported in the Washington post that this meeting had taken place and it Trump confirmed it today. Um, you know, I, I hope this is real progress. Uh, it's what's best for the world. Certainly if, if uh, North Korea can be d- uh, dissuaded from pursuing nuclear weapons program, um, There's a lot of skepticism, uh, as you might expect. The thing I find most heartening, though, is that it was actual diplomacy, however, kind of stilted. And, you know, the fact that uh, Pompeo is CIA chief and that wouldn't normally be how you would do these things. um, It was done quietly behind the scenes rather than just like bombing away on Twitter, which doesn't do anybody any good. Um, This this if there's a deal to be reached, it's not because uh, Donald Trump was calling him names. It's not. That's not reality. Um, And some cogent commentary I've heard today by people with a lot of experience in these matters is that it is an opportunity for real progress. uh, But there's also a danger of overblown expectations because there's very little chance here that Kim Jong-un is going to give up what weapons or technology he has that they've developed. But there's a chance to stop the country from further pursuing or threatening their neighbors. That's, you know, that's possible. Uh, I mean, it's a step we should take, however small, because, you know, as we've always known, we have a lot to offer North Korea. The whole world has a lot to offer North Korea and uh, to incredibly improve the quality of life there in that isolated nation. But this is the thing that I just can't believe. All right. So, six man football. You remember six man football, the stuff you used to play, uh, you know, in the park when you were a kid. Well, the board of uh, the South Dakota High School Activities Association has given initial approval to forming a six-man football class in the state. And I've talked about this before. The new classification would replace 9B and would open up any schools with an average daily membership of 40 and below. The remaining nine-man teams would be divided into two classes because... Right now we got three nine man classes. Right, we got nine A, double A, nine A, and nine B. So now we would only have two. We have three nine man classes. Well, two, two and six man. So basically, you're keeping things the same, and you're wiping out three players on each side. And you know, this is so small schools can continue to have football. Uh, The final decision will be June 7th, but they're probably going to do it. And this whole thing just baffles me. It makes no sense. If your school doesn't have enough students to field a nine-man football team, it's time to give up playing football. And it's not just a numbers game here. It's money. Football costs more money than other sports just because of the equipment. Um, In the times in which we live, when we know the dangers associated with tackle football and CTE and all the rest... The best equipment has never been more important. And what you're going to get in six-man football are big kids and incredibly small kids because you got to have everybody out there. You know, you're not doing the students any service here by sending them out there with old or damaged equipment. And schools are already strapped for cash, so you know what's going to happen. They're not going to buy all new stuff. So pursuing football at all costs seems like the wrong idea to me. That's me, right? Furthermore, and let's be honest here you're not doing this for the kids it's not about the experience of team sports or the camaraderie or the lessons learned on the gridiron it's about supporting community traditions well you can ride that tradition right into the ground here's an idea if a school can't support football it's time to look at other sports hello soccer it makes more sense I've said this before, but co-ed soccer in small schools could really thrive. It could. You already have the field. It's a lot less expensive in terms of equipment. It is the world sport, after all, and it's amazingly popular uh, in many parts of America, including Sioux Falls, South Dakota. This will probably never happen, but it's not because it doesn't make sense or it's not logical what doesn't make sense and what's not logical is to try and have six man football it's it's just not worth it they're going to use half the dome for the for the championships they're going to go you know width wise instead of length wise <sighs> just doesn't it just continues to baffle me that is the bottom line in today's PL statement agree or disagree with me you can drop me an email at patrick at Ksoo.com. that's patrick at kso.com or on our twitter feed at p lally show coming up after the break we're going to chat with the boon man on weird friends he's got he's got some beefs and some information stay with us this is the patrick lally show information 1000 ksoo, and it is time for my weird friends of the day and today it's boon man and the boon man is uh been busy lately Boon man and uh we haven't been able to get him on the show very much because you know there's a lot of lot of crime to fight out there a lot of crime so Boon man thanks for being with us
2: there's is, there is a lot of crime it's good to be here i was you know i had triumphant return last week and the, the fan mail had been pouring in yes uh i mean they've had to send extra mail carriers over there to the station to bring it in it's a lot like uh did you ever see that movie um uh, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. where all that mail came in to prove it mm-hmm. was real. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a lot like that.
2: Yeah, bags, bags. Of it. It's it's a good opportunity.
0: It's a good, good, good story. Um, say, uh, do you follow uh, along with the uh, the local news and such? Are you have you been following this uh, oh, uh, mayor getting sued situation?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the new mayor coming in, the old mayor going out. Thank God, and. Um, uh yeah you know there's the uh, gentleman that's uh, suing the the mayor lawsuit against the mayor and uh, he's part of that uh, I don't know if the, I don't know you call it the dirty underwear club they <laughs> <laughs> rabble the parade of nut jobs at the city council meeting <laughs> I just really just into I enjoy watching it because it's entertaining mm-hmm. and it's uh, uh but it it kind of gets old and it just kind of it reminds me. Uh, that we have to step back and take a breath and be thankful, and remember that we live in a representative republic and not a filthy democracy. <laughs> if you have a problem, go to your. I don't. I'm not a citizen of the city, but if I were, I know that I have a counselor that that represents me in my district. Mm-hmm. And then what are there two at large,
0: mm-hmm. three, <laughs> three at large, maybe?
2: People talk. You know, sit down with them, have a cup of coffee with them, lay out something in a in a in a in an intelligent you know way, not you know wild eyed ranting <laughs> on, on the, at the council meetings every week, and then you know go go about it that way, just like your local representatives and and senators for the state government, or your representative here in the state of South Dakota, or uh, senators here uh, for the. Yeah, sure. go talk to them about that. That's how we do things.
0: I I, you know, right. I kind of like the ranting and raving. I see. I see you know, you just get, It's like I mean, watching it's public uh, input, I, you know, man. You gotta have the public input.
2: Huh? Yeah, and that's what you do. You, you public. You don't need to have the public spectacle. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's out there. So there just, you go. Go talk to your person about that, and but, and that's why the only thing I watch on television is important things like. Westworld? Westworld is coming <laughs> up this weekend, Sunday. Westworld, Season 2. That is uh,
0: awesome. I've been great, waiting for this for a long
2: time. Ah, great show. And, you know, it's you know, there's kind of been a, a little bit of a dry spell here on television shows. I mean, th- that are out there, like Sneaky Pete and Peaky Blinders and Game of Thrones and Ozark and Stranger Things and Better Call Saul. And all, there's just nothing going on right now in those, uh, although... HBO does have a new one um, mm-hmm. called Barry.
0: Oh yeah, that we'll looks pretty it. good. It's
2: really good, and but, then also Silicon Valley uh, with the new season.
0: See, I watched like the first season of Silicon Valley, and I haven't I haven't seen any since. Did, is that I enjoyed yeah. it? It was it, good. It's
2: worthwhile. Uh, T.J. Miller, who's uh, now, he's got uh, he's got some problems. He's off that show. He's in Deadpool and Deadpool 2, mm. but he might be going to jail ah. for a drunken... Oh, no. Uh, he was on a train oh, no. and uh, apparently in the bar car a little too long. Yes. Had some uh, maybe some unwelcome advances toward a female passenger on the train that were rebuffed, and so he thought it was a good idea to call in some sort of a uh, yes. A tip that she was carrying a bomb. Yes, you know? he
0: called in a bomb threat against a yeah. woman who rebuffed his ad- drunken advances. And du- how oh, did I get in trouble for this?
2: <laughs> it, it, there, but the, for the grace of God, go you or I. I mean, that, yeah, that, how many times has that happened to you? Yeah, you're on the train. I mean, it Happens yeah. all the time, man. It happens people, all the time. I've heard it a million times. People
0: are overreacting. So Westworld, though, is is yeah. great and. You know, I'm, it, it's been a long time since it's been on, but just the whole concept is amazing. And it, there was so much twisting and turning in that. And it was just like this. I mean, it's, it's cool because it's so kind of, I, I don't know if cerebral is the right word.
2: It is. It was very well thought out. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very much, very much not like the movie that had Yul Brenner and that other guy in it with the mustache. Uh, <laughs> not good. Uh, from 1973, but it's uh, Michael Crichton. It's uh, yeah. very, I mean, you know, obviously the stories that are written now aren't, but that's where it was based. Mm-hmm. But very good, and the uh, production value, uh, it's high-quality stuff.
0: And, and uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins is in that?
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. and that good. other guy with, uh, you know, he was in uh, uh, Ed Harris.
0: Oh, yeah, Ed Harris. I forgot about Ed Harris. Yeah. And, and the guy who's the uh, kind of the scientist guy, who was in? Uh, we couldn't move, believe what movie he was in. We were sitting there watching that movie. And you like you like it? You like a Tiger Woods? Remember that? <laughs> what is that movie where he's playing a gangster? And he's so much different in this show. He play, He was playing this. Uh, uh, what show? What movie is that? Come on, man. You like you like a Tiger Woods? <laughs> can't remember the the movie. It's awesome. Anyway, he's in that show and he's fantastic. And I can't remember his name.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not sure. Look, I mean, it's Anthony Hopkins and Harris. I'm trying to think of the other people that would be well known in there. Well, he's not.
0: That's just it. I don't know his name, but he's a main. He's the other main character in Westworld. He's awesome. But ugh. all right, you No, know, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll get my people on that. I'll update.
0: Uh, I'll update the listeners yeah. at a later date. Yeah. Okay. Now that we've taken him down this rat hole. <laughs>
2: there's that. There's that. And and like I said, uh, you know, in theater. Some good movies coming up. The biggest one here uh, in the near future, next Thursday night or Friday, depending on what
0: you, mm-hmm. what you
2: think about movie premieres, uh, Avengers Infinity Wars.
0: Ah, that's supposed to be big, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's coming out April 27th, which is, what, Thursday? So Thursday night that comes out, or Friday. Uh, maybe Thursday night will be a midnight show mm-hmm. or something, but Friday the 27th that comes out. And uh, if you haven't seen any of the Avengers uh, movies or that whole Marvel um
0: there's uh, so many of them.
2: The Marvel Cinematic Universe or MCU as we yes. call it in it, the business. And when uh, I say the business, I I mean the industry. Yeah. Um <laughs> I mean if you want to if you want to get if you've missed out, what here's what you need to do right now. okay and I mean, I'm not kidding. I mean right now. All right. You got to watch Captain America uh, the First Avenger. Okay. And you write this down cuz it's in this order. Then Iron Man Okay. Then the Incredible Hulk. Okay. That's one with Edward Norton and William Hurt, not no. Hulk with Eric Bannon and no. Sam Elliott, because that was awful. Terrible. Um, I mean, that was bad. It wasn't as bad as uh, the Starsky and Hutch movie. <laughs> Close. Uh, Iron Man 2, then Thor, then the Avengers, then Iron Man 3, then Thor Dark World, then Captain America, the Winter Soldier, then Guardians of the Galaxy, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, then the Avengers Age of Ultron, and then Ant-Man, which was surprisingly... Paul Rudd's in that fantastic yeah. movie, Captain America, Civil War, Doctor Strange, then Spider-Man Homecoming, then Thor Ragnarok, uh, Black Panther, and then you'll be ready to see Avengers Infinity War.
0: Um, yeah, I got that. So if I start tonight, I should be well, ready. Well,
2: no. It, see, then if you really want to get it all, though, then you <laughs> have to get in the, the television and Netflix stuff as well. No! like Agent Carter, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil. Uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders.
0: I hear that it, stuff's all really monster. good, too. I mean, well, it's, it's all, all good.
2: Pretty, yeah. And, and again, like Daredevil, I don't mean Daredevil uh, with uh, Ben Affleck and John mm-hmm. Travolta. No. That would be awful. Don't ever, if you flip by a station and say, oh, hey, this kind of looks good. Keep it going. Is. Don't. Uh, just keep right on going. <laughs> it's the Netflix deal. So You
0: should write uh, all this down. Uh, because 18
2: feature films, nine multi-episode, multi-season television programs, got to be a solid 150 hours of binge watching so oh if you, you want to get caught you got to start like now no and don't stop till the movie comes out on friday <laughs> that would know, be fun this I, friday i mean next friday
0: i could at least get a good blog post out of that
2: get get a couple cases of mountain dew and uh
0: <laughs> i'm uh, not gonna do it it's up, up, but that's case. that's a thorough that is a thorough list as i've ever heard that's impressive
2: and that's the order you got to watch them in. Okay. And you know, here's the sad part:
0: hmm. you've seen them all.
2: I think I've seen almost all of it. I, <laughs> I haven't seen the Thors. I haven't seen and uh, Black Panther. I have not seen yet. Um, but uh, I, I do have to do a little catching up before uh, before Friday. And I'm just going to put a shameless plug in here for my friends in Del Rapids. They are having Infinity Wars on the premiere night, the 27th. Oh! If you haven't seen a movie in the Del Rapids, yeah. Theater, you gotta go up there. It's beautiful. Uh, old Art Deco theater built back in nineteen thirty eight. My mom worked there when she was in high school.
0: That's awesome. Yes, you should go up and see it yeah. in Dells. That is the that's a great. that's just a great night out.
2: Yeah, it Bo- is. Go up to Dell's, uh grab some dinner. The, mm-hmm. there's a couple great restaurants up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice and, night out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Boon Man, thanks for uh thanks for giving us the rundown on the, the Marvel yeah. World and uh looking forward to Sunday with Westworld.
2: Yes, and here's the, here's the punchline. I'll send you the joke. Got it. Oh, yeah, my wife's from North Dakota.
0: <laughs> yeah, send me the joke. I look forward to that. we <laughs> will send it to you. All right, see, see ya. Right. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk with Taniz Islam about a uh, diversity forum, uh, mayoral forum that's coming up uh, this weekend on Sunday. That's on The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we are joined now on the phone, I'm very happy to get Tanisha Islam, who is the executive director for South Dakota Voices for Justice, and Tanisha's been on the program before. And Tanisa, thanks for uh, joining us.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: So you, the reason I wanted to get you on the program, and thanks uh, for responding on pretty short notice, you're hosting, uh, the, the South Dakota uh, Voices for Justice is hosting a mayoral forum this weekend. Um, tell us about it.
3: Yeah, actually, it's an amazing coalition of organizations that represent communities of color that have come together. There are six of us who have come together to host this mayoral forum on Sunday, the 22nd, from 2 to 4 p.m. at the Washington Pavilion. So our organizations respectively uh, represent the Latino, Hispanic, Latinx communities,
2: mm-hmm.
3: the African, African-American communities, and the immigrant, refugee, and Muslim communities in Sioux Falls. So we're really excited to have all come together to be able to host this event.
0: That's fantastic. And so um, what was the impetus for this? Uh, you know, why why a forum for the candidates uh, hosted by uh, organizations that represent people of color? I mean, what's, what's your goal here?
3: Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, all of the forums up to this point before the runoff um, was decided— The conversation around diversity and sometimes inclusion efforts of the candidates were really whittled down to, like, 30-second bullet points.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And we as organizations that represent these communities came together and said, you know what, we need to go more in-depth. We need to understand what the actual policies are going to look like, what these candidates are offering for our community specifically, as we are part of this larger community here in Sioux Falls. So um, we decided that this would be the best forum to be able to get the candidates to, A, um, hear our questions. So we're taking questions online through the hashtag beheardrunoff 18 Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to pick questions that the community is asking. And then also hear from the candidates on what their policies are when it comes to the diversity that's increasing and strengthening our study.
0: So... uh... The candidates are Jolene Letcher and Paul Tenhaken, and the runoff is May 1st. Um, what what are the issues that you think you want to go more in depth with in terms of uh, uh, from your perspective?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I'll speak for the communities our organization represents, which are immigrant, refugee, and Muslim communities. Um, I want to understand better what the candidates plans are when it comes to language access of resources in our city and specifically at City Hall Um, I don't know if people know this but we're an English only state um, and that has caused a huge detriment to our communities who speak English as a second language to access um, basic services in our city so I'd like to know what the candidates think of that also, uh, you know, in discussions with the other organizations that have come together, we want to know how city leadership will be diversified mm-hmm. to include more representation of the communities of color. So really deeper issues such as that and getting more in-depth on what the actual pl- policy and platforms look like for both candidates.
0: Well, it's pretty exciting. The public can attend, and it's at the Washington Pavilion, that's correct?
3: Absolutely, and there's limited childcare provided, we wanted to make sure that we were able to offer a forum format to very different audience mm-hmm. than we've seen attending um, the forums that have taken place so far. So we're trying to be inclusive of our hardworking families and families with children who can't afford childcare. So there is limited child care that is available, too.
0: Awesome. Teniza Islam, she is the Executive Director of South Dakota Voices for Justice. The forum is, Mayoral Forum, is this Sunday, 2 to 4 at the Washington Pavilion. Teniza, thanks for taking a couple minutes for us. I, I really appreciate it.
3: Thanks, Patrick.
0: Coming up after the break, after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters at the top of the hour, we'll chat with Greg Cook of 605 Running Company about a big half marathon this weekend in Sioux Falls. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 358 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand K S O O. And uh, this just in from the Boon Line, the emergency boon line from Parts Unknown. An update on on the Westworld actor we couldn't remember. His name's Jeffrey Wright. He plays Bernard. Bernard on Westworld. And he played People sanandas in Shaft was the movie. Shaft, where he had the great line. Dig it. <laughs> exactly. He had the great line. You like a tug of woods? (laughs) Anyway, that's what that was. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, Greg Cook from the 605 Running Company. We're going to talk about running in a half marathon this weekend. Stay tuned. This is a Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. I uh, I made a little mistake there. I left out a music bed, but everything's going to be okay. Usually we're rocking and rolling. We come in hard, we come in hot. We didn't do that this time, uh, but because we're going to talk about running, we have Greg Cook here, who is the manager of the 605 Running Company, downtown Sioux Falls, manager, that's a right right title, isn't it, Greg? Manager, co-owner, race
4: director, <laughs> director just pick one Awesome, of a thousand.
0: <laughs> manager, you're always there, yeah. co-owner, race director, because you guys do a lot of events. We do. And uh, uh, we're going to get to that in just a second. We also have with us John Franzen, who is a, uh, a sales rep from Mizuno, who just happens to be in town, so... Hi, John.
5: Thanks for having me, Patrick. Hey, Greg. Yeah, this is real nice to be here.
0: Of course, Mizuno is uh, one of the big shoe companies in the world. Um, and So you uh, cruise around and sell people's shoes and show them all the cool new stuff from Mizuno, right?
5: That's right. And uh, yeah, I cover this great state of South Dakota and based in Minnesota. So yeah, I have a lot of great people that I get to work with, including 605 Running. And uh, we've got a fun group run tonight that... These guys put on every week, but I'm in town with a couple demo shoes to have people come out and try out uh, if they want to on their run, get their shoes wet rather than their own. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, it's 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 a nice part of the job that we get to come out and do
0: things and like you, this. And you were uh, a grad student at SDSU, and, and uh, what was that experience up there?
5: Oh, it was great. I mean, I got to work under Rod DeHaven, who's uh, just a great individual and fun person to work for. Learned a lot from him, obviously, being the caliber runner he was. He's mm-hmm also an excellent coach. He runs, you know, one of the top distance programs, uh, definitely in the country, I would say. And, mm-hmm. and then he's developed that over the years. And I was fortunate enough to be able to work for him and work with some great kids up there too. Um, a lot of local kids from South Dakota and, and Western Minnesota. So that was a great experience. Yeah. Of course, Rod
0: Dehaven is the, uh, former, uh, Olympic, marathoner from uh sdsu so that's right storied career there for rod um but uh, greg uh 605 running company as as uh, uh john said has lots of group runs but this mm-hmm. weekend you've got you're taking another step here with a with a half marathon yeah on, on saturday tell us about
4: that it's a spring half marathon in sioux falls so it's something our runners have been asking for since we opened Um, obviously we have the great race in the fall, the marathon, the half marathon. And, and, um, we wanted to bring something a little bit different, a little bit more unique. And so we're, we're downtown at, uh, Falls Park in the farmer's market area. And, you know, we're only half crazy. We're just doing the half marathon. So
0: (laughs) now it's tough to, to, uh, putting on a race like this is a lot of work, even though, I mean, you're, this race is not as many people as. Right, the, the big event in the fall, right, but it's still a lot of work.
4: There's a lot of moving parts we've been we're really lucky to have a lot of fantastic sponsors that are helping us out. Um, and have really stepped up to, to kind of ease some of that work, but yes, lots of moving parts, especially when the weather in the spring is just so unpredictable, you know, mm-hmm. it's throwing different challenges, challenges at us every day, but we're really, really excited. Um, we sold out within three weeks of when we opened up registration for this race. That's so, pretty good. And yeah. why,
0: why, why is, why is there a need for a, another half marathon, but particularly in the spring?
4: Sure. So a lot of people like to run a race in the spring and a race in the fall. Mm -hmm. And in Sioux Falls, as as the town has grown, the running community has grown um, exponentially. And so finding places to compete has is always at the forefront of everyone's mind and, and getting signed up for races. Our race truly is an experience, and we've really worked hard to make it a fun experience for all of, all participants. It's not just about elite athletes showing up and, and running super fast. It's mm-hmm. for everyone to come out and have a good time.
0: Mm-hmm. And the there really has been, and uh, John, you can go to this too, uh, another, I don't want to call it explosion because running has been growing you know, since the Mm seventies, really, that was the first big running craze, but it's now it just seems like there's so many different kinds and different types and different people getting involved in running. What's behind all that, John?
5: Well, I think it's, you know, kind of obviously people's focus on their health, but also achievement. I think people want to go out and achieve something for themselves and running gives people a very, you can set a goal, whether that's to finish your first 5K or to run your first half marathon or to compete in the marathon and qualify for Boston. Whatever those goals are, uh, people like to have that. And, it, and also it's independent, so it can be a very uh, personal thing. But the nice part about having a 605 running in town is that you've got uh, the opportunity to make it a group thing. Um, and to to come together as a community. So I think it offers people a lot of these things that they want in their life as adults, uh, whether it's, you know, like I said, to achieve goals or to have community or to have that personal space. So it's, uh, it can appeal to people on a lot of different levels.
0: Awesome. We're going to take a short break here and come right back with Greg Cook and John Franz. And we're going to talk more about the half marathon this weekend at Falls Park and uh, running in general, because Running's fun, and it's going to be nice, and we're all going to be outside. It's going to be joyful. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Welcome back to Information 1000 KSOO. We always got to give the turtles, the trampled by turtles, their due. You can't just cut off the turtles, man. That ain't fair. We continue our conversation with John Franzen, who is a sales rep for Mizuno, and Greg Cook, who is the manager, owner, and uh, bottle shop washer, is that what you call
4: it? Chief Cook and Chief, Bottle Washer. Yeah, yeah, Bottle
0: Washer, down at uh, 605 Running Company. Greg,
4: um,
0: how long have you guys been in
4: business now? It'll be four years in July. Yeah, how's it going? It's gone fast.
0: Now, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the half marathon you're sponsoring here uh, this weekend in just a minute. But t- tell me about the growth in the in the community in terms of running. Um, we talked a little bit about with John about sort of why things have been expanding. But talk uh, specifically uh, about Sioux Falls community and what you've seen in that time
4: sure so i would say the largest growth sector that we've seen is um women's running Mm -hmm. and um how empowering women's running can be um look no further than the boston marathon this week and and how incredible that that is and in sioux falls i would say we've built an incredible community of of women runners here that are super supportive um and support each other they they run hard they run fast and i would say that's where we've really seen a ton of growth in our four years uh being downtown and, and having the shop which um, totally prepared a, a group of, of dude owners at a running shop. We were, we were totally ready for that. Yeah, um, I
0: bet. I, and I've been to the shop many times, and I've noticed that most of the apparel you have, for instance, mm-hmm. not, not so much shoes, but the apparel is women's apparel. Absolutely. So that's what sells,
4: right? They're the best shoppers. <laughs> they, they actually understand how to shop. But, um, you know, we, uh, us guys, we, we get, you know, we're, we're really single-minded and, and we'll, we'll come in and, and we know exactly what we want and we don't want to try anything else other than what we came in for. Um, women are much more fun to work with because they, they will enjoy all of the things we have to offer and they're much more willing to try new things, which is great
0: yeah yeah you know I have the same pair of sh- you know six pairs of shorts I've been wearing for the last five years, and it's not pretty we well, know. I, was, I, was gonna, <laughs> I guess longer than that <laughs> that's exactly the problem um and exactly uh women runners i've just you know I've been running for regularly for probably ten years, and i you know not that there weren't any women runners because I've been getting beat by women my whole life but the the just the when you go to an event you go to a race. Mm-hmm. I think the ratios have just completely changed.
4: Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and it's fantastic. It's, you know, the, it's turned the sport on its head, I think for, for the best, for the, for the good, um, you know, our store, we have, you know, it says running on the side of our store. So Mm -hmm. we inherently have a lot of walls that are put up and knocking those walls down and making it a comfortable environment is so important to us in what we do. And so it's been phenomenal to see that growth here in Sioux Falls.
0: Yeah. And, uh, the other part that's really grown is trail running. Mm-hmm. And John, uh, with Mizuno, are you guys, uh, how does that changed what you do, Changed your lines? Is it, is it affecting you that much?
5: Well, it's interesting you asked that question. I think as far as we're concerned, you know, we're, we are a performance running brand. We, we're a performance sports brand globally, uh, and we believe in empowering people through sport to make their lives better. Uh, unfortunately with trail running for us right now, we're not in that game in the United States. Mm, Uh, it is a competitive market. Um, that's the reason why we're not there is you see a lot of brands who aren't, uh, on kind of the typical shoe wall competing like the North face or Patagonia or Solomon Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's a number of trail specific brands who compete in that realm because of the variation of terrain, uh, and trail. You know, we we definitely would love to be in that game at some point again, um, but but with the competition that's out there, it's it's uh, fighting for those. It's still a pretty tight community, the trail running community, in terms of the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you definitely have to to fight for your wall space, and it's and it's pretty tough.
0: And I have noticed that um, I I still don't use trail shoes, although I really love trail running. I have not been able to find a pair of trail shoes that I really like, which is kind of strange because I think it's because I'm used to
4: more.
5: The feel of your normal road shoe. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's the other part of that scenario that comes into play with a brand like us is and and any brand competing in trail, honestly, is that that trail runner is very specific in what they are looking for. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas I feel like a road shoe, definitely there's much more um, you can capture a lot more people with one style of shoe right if that makes sense
0: from purely a, a marketing standpoint we we all like trail running we talk about it all the time but the numbers are still just fractional of what the broader running
5: community. yeah and is. i mean i think what we you know one of the nice things about road racing is that is it accessible to a lot of different types of people that's the nice thing about running in general mm-hmm. and trail running is kind of this it's become this newer and a little bit louder voice than it was in the past because those are the kind of the competitive runners from previous years as they get <laughs> as they age out of road racing. The yes. trail running has kind of become this. and But there's also a really great young community of trail mm-hmm. runners too. I hate that's, those young people. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it, you know. it used to – it, honestly, trail running 10, 15, 20 years ago used to be kind of a retirement farm. And now yeah. it's become this like really competitive, highly competitive thing as well. So um, the growth in the sport overall is fantastic. And I think, you know, getting back to why running is uh, more universal, more people are getting involved is it it, because it's accessible on so many levels.
0: Yeah. And getting back to and that, I think that uh, holds true with the half marathon that you're doing yes. this weekend. Uh, Greg Cook from Six Hundred Five Running Company, in that it, it it will be a very accessible kind. Even though you capped the uh, enrollment, the races, it's it's very much uh, a common man's race.
4: You betcha, and and we'll be on the bike path. So Sioux Falls, we're we're very very lucky to have such an accessible area to to do sports like this, mm-hmm. and um, we're we definitely look at it. We're a gateway to the running at large. And mm-hmm. so this weekend should be a ton of fun. We did cap it um, at a lower number just because we're, this is our first time doing this. We mm-hmm. want to make sure we do it right. And so we sold out super fast. And it's 250, 300? 250, yep. yeah. We, we sold out within three weeks. Super humbling. really great to have that support of the community we're excited and i really encourage people to come out and cheer yeah that's the other side of that you know
0: or even if you're just out and about and you see Mm -hmm. the race you know what's going on just pull off to the side or whatever and say
4: way to go everybody absolutely yeah
0: awesome i'll be on the bike out front trying to stay ahead of the runners yes that's usually my problem just staying
4: ahead. Uh, i (laughs) think you'll be just
0: fine well, we'll see. Uh, and the, uh, it starts at seven o'clock Saturday morning at the, mm-hmm. uh, at the farmer's market part. at falls Park down there. Yep. Obviously you can't get in, in, into the race anymore, but come out and you know, people can run around. It's fun. Yeah. We're we, always
4: looking for more volunteers too. Th- so go. we'll have eight, eight stations total out on the course. And so, you know, cheer on those runners, support the community and have a good time.
0: So the first thing you're going to do is go
2: up a hill.
4: Yeah. But Which th- way? We're, we're going towards Yankton Trail Park. So we're going south on the trail from Farmer's okay. Market. It's, you know, it's about a 100-foot climb, but then everything else is flat. And you get to go down that hill to finish, which yeah. is exciting. That is so it should cool. be a really fast course. It's going to be a great time. The weather is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to actually Finally. be
0: good. <laughs> no, I'm, it might, but the trail will be dry. The trail yeah. is always dry. It's awesome.
4: Yeah, it should be. It, we're gonna do the best we can, you know, to keep those slick spots managed, and I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're if, we're pumped.
0: If I want to help out, what do I do? Other than the fact that I'm gonna be riding the bike, but if uh, other people want to get involved, and
4: sure, help reach out. out to me at, at the store. You can call down to the store, um, or my email, Greg at Run Six Zero Five. Um, What's the phone number, Greg? It is six zero five two seven one zero four eight zero. There you go,
0: uh, John Franzen from uh, Mizuno and. Greg Cook, who is the manager of 605 Running Company down on Phillips Avenue in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls. Guys, thanks a lot, and have fun this weekend.
5: Patrick, appreciate
4: it. Yeah, thank you so much.
0: Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, we'll chat with Jacqueline Palfee about this month's installment of the KSWO Zambro's Community Book Club. That's all after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters on Information 1000 KSOO. 4.34 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And it is that time of the month. Third, tomorrow is the third Thursday, Thursday? Thursday of the month, which means it's time for the KSOO Zambros Community Book Club. And as always, we have in studio Jacqueline Palfi, who is the founder of said book club, which is actually the Zambros Community Book Club. I just call it the KSOO Zambros Community Book Club because it's my show. Jacqueline, thanks for coming in.
6: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: So, uh, just as a reminder, Zambró's uh, downtown, on Phillips between Tenth and Eleventh Streets. You've been uh, running the book club down there for how long?
6: We, I ask. We have this conversation every week. I know, every but month. it's, it's but like eleven years. Let's go with eleven years.
0: You can't assume that everybody else. No, there I know, but the problem month. is, you
6: would think that ev- I would have an entire month to figure out how long I've been doing it. And
0: it's eleven years. Yeah, I think it's eleven years. That's a long time. It's a lot of books.
6: It is a lot of books. Did you ever count? Them? Well, you just have to, you know, do eleven times twelve, which is a lot of math for me. I was a lit major,
0: so it's over hundred. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Where's say that Dan maybe. when we need him? <laughs> <laughs> How about a little help here, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> no. Dan's back there. He's got the calculator out. Standing <laughs> by. <laughs> Standing by. <laughs> Standing by. You can't hear Dan when he talks, so I, I, I can't. have to relay that to you. Um, the uh, uh, this month's book is "All the Ugly and Wonderful Things" by Bryn Gre- Greenwood. First of all. Is it a good book?
6: I could not put it down. I so, mean, yes. Yes, I loved it. I read it super fast. Everybody, I dropped it off to a girlfriend's house on Saturday because it was, you know, snowing and she returned it Sunday. Wow. You know, so it's a pretty quick read.
0: It's an engaging story. Absolutely. It has a fine narrative. It, it has good. all of those things. Character and it's told
6: in. Um, the chapters are told from different perspectives, which I love because you sort of get oh, this, yeah. you know, 360 view of what's going on. So of.
0: I, when and I haven't read the book and I need to start reading these books beforehand and
6: it's, you need to start reading anything that's not news.
0: Well, but you know, that's, I'm in the news biz <laughs> you know. and, uh, I read, so I read what this book is about and I'm just going to read this first paragraph okay. cause it kind of scares me a beautiful and provocative love story between two unlikely people and the hard-won relationship that elevates them above the Midwestern meth lab meth lab backdrop of their lives. Whew. That sounds light.
6: Well, you know, I've been kind of on a bender of meth lab backdrop books. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what's going on with it. Maybe it's just like, you know. It's the culture. Yeah, absolutely. And so literature is reflecting that, and I, I'm reading it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's it, it's the is from Kansas, and it's very uh, rural, meth lab, drug addicts, poor, all of that in the background of this book. Hmm. Um, it's can, I can tell you what it's about. Do you want to know what it's about? Yeah, I do.
0: That, <laughs> as it, as it turns out, I have it right here on my list. What's the book about, Jacqueline?
6: I'm glad you had to write down that very provocative question. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a it's a love story right or it's a coming-of-age story or it's um you know it's kind of both it's it's about a girl and her family and her dad's a meth dealer and her mom is an addict and she is basically by herself all the time with her little brother in this you know farmhouse with a meth lab behind it um and then her dad's friend who works for her dad rides by on his motorcycle crashes right in front of the house pretty early in the book she's young i don't know i can't remember how old she's maybe 11 you know mm-hmm. maybe a little younger comes out sees him helps him get some help and then they develop this relationship where this guy basically sees here's these kids and they don't have anyone to help them and i'm going to i'm just going to take them to school i'm going to come in and do the dishes i mean he's a nice guy and and she's infatuated with him because she needs someone to take care of her and then they they develop emotions for each other and then it goes through until they're adults and all of the ugly and wonderful things that happen in between there. Oh wow! And it's amazing because you're, you know, I read a review in the LA review of books that said, it's hard to know exactly what to feel about what takes place. And that's exactly true. I found myself rooting for them and not wanting to, because I kept thinking, should I, should I want this to unfold in the way I want it to unfold? Is that okay? You know, and so you you question yourself all the way through, mm-hmm. and the other people, and they are questioning them themselves as well. So you're 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 stuck in this the whole way.
0: And as you said earlier, it goes uh, the chapters rotate between the people.
6: Yep, it's um, between her and um, her aunt, who is helping take care of them, and her cousin. Um, she gets sent to live with her aunt a couple times and and they're a very normal family and you know just like anyone this this aunt and her husband and their two normal daughters there's all this tension when this messed up kid has to come live with them and does all these weird things like she doesn't talk and and you don't know why she doesn't talk and then you find out later that because her mother was paranoid and, and she doesn't eat. She won't eat. She eats out of the garbage. And you're like, what's, what's going on with this kid? And you know, she's feral. That's that. This is a book about a child who's feral. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of. But she's protecting herself because her mom was so paranoid she would rip the food out of her mouth because she thought it had germs in it. Oh, my God. I mean, it's – so there's all these awful things. And then there's this guy who's picking her up on his motorcycle, and the school says, "Oh, are you?" Her name's Wavy, which is great. Her name is Wavy, and the guy's name is Jesse Joe Keller. No, Kellen, which you just love. These are great names. Not easy to name characters. No, you know
0: they got to be. Yes, you don't call them Jimmy.
6: No, and it's and it's beautifully written, and it's fast, and you're confused by how do you feel, and you know
0: that's the thing about character development, though. And you think about some of the great characters, whether it's film. Or literature that are really bad people mm-hmm. that are really good characters that you come to empathize oh yeah it happens all the time yeah and the art of being able to take a really bad human being and make them uh, uh, vulnerable and uh, somebody you have sympathy for that's that's amazing
6: and they're not and then you come back to nobody's all bad and they're not bad you know what I mean? Like, they are they are making the best of, you know, pretty crappy situation. And, and are they opportunistic? Is he? I don't know. I mean, I only really... I can't wait to go to book club because it will be fascinating to hear what people think about this. I think some people will just be horrified by mm-hmm. what takes place. And, and there's a crime that happens, and then there's the fallout from that, and, you know... And her aunt tries to protect her, and, and does she do the right thing? I, I mean, I don't know. I can't wait to hear what people think, because I, I don't know what I think yet. That, I loved it.
0: That's a great thing about a, a When you're in a book club, you want books that uh, elicit different emotions from different people. Oh, not yeah. Just, and, and nothing against sci-fi. I love sci-fi, okay? But it's, it's a, it would be a different kind of conversation, because often you don't have that level of um, uh, moral dilemma, Well, or internal conflict. (laughs) I couldn't have
6: that. I couldn't be in that book club because the conversations would not be like my conversations in book club are like, "What leads someone to do this? Why?" You know, "What what do you think about this? Is this realistic?" Those conversations would be like, "I don't think that that can happen in this plane of that atmosphere with this, you know, physics thing." And I'd be like, "What?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, but the key to good science fiction writing is the ability to get somebody to suspend their disbelief, right? I mean, to understand and believe that these things can happen in in a in a world that you can't comprehend.
6: Every time my car starts my, you know, yeah. I'm I'm amazed. So I, you know, it's a low bar for me for sci-fi.
0: Yeah, well, in the commercial break we'll have a conversation about internal combustion. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to come right back and uh, talk more about the KSO Zambros Community Book Club which is tomorrow night down at Zambros 6:30 and uh, we'll chat more with Jacqueline Paulfy. This is the Patrick Lally show, Information 1000, KSOO show information 1000 KSOO and what's become sort of a traditional slot for uh either way by Wilco I don't know why I've just been putting it in at four forty-five because it's a it's a great song it sort of takes us into the rest of the day we are returning to our conversation with Jacqueline Palfi, who is the founder of the KSOO Zambro's Community Book Club formerly known as the Zambro's Community Book Club which takes place tomorrow night 6 30 right
6: you got it yep
0: and uh, you can just show up, anybody can show up yep. down at Zanbrose, which is on Phillips Avenue between 10th and 11th, and this month's book, All the Ugly and Wonderful Things by Bryn Greenwood. We've been talking about the book. So who is Bryn Greenwood? I have not heard her name before.
6: Um, well, she's an author, turns out. Thank you. <laughs> um, and she, I pulled her up, her Twitter account before we came in. And it's awesome, right? Like your Twitter account, it's, it's funny. You get to write a little bit about who you are. And she says, writer, redhead, Kansan, descended from farmers and secretaries. <laughs> I love that. Um,
0: so she is, a, in fact, what we would call a Midwesterner in the broad sense. Although I always think of Kansas as kind of being Southern, you know. But, so, but it's, it's set in Kansas, the book, right?
6: I actually don't really know. where They go to Tulsa.
0: That's in Oklahoma.
6: I know that. <laughs> I know that. But they, it doesn't ever really quite say.
0: Ah, okay. Somewhere down there. Yeah. Down near the hillbillies yeah. and such.
6: I'm from Ohio, so I don't know if I can say <laughs> that, you know. I'm like, I go that way with
0: no, it. No, Tulsa's a beautiful place. Um, the, uh, but the, the book, she um, is clearly, there's parts of her reflected in this. Yep. She, in fact.
6: There's a sense of place in there. Yes. For sure. You know, Um isn't, wasn't yeah. her father, in fact, in yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's what I was trying to get to. Yeah.
6: Well, so, you write what you know. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You if you know. try and write something you don't know, you're a science fiction guy. Right. girl.
6: Yeah. You never did explain how my engine works.
0: Oh. <laughs> that'll have to be late. Okay, first of all, it has to be a closed system. You have to have vaporized fuel. Keep going.
6: Okay, I'm lost. Um. So I was reading this interview with her earlier today, and I try you know, we've talked about this before. I don't read book reviews before I pick something in general. I don't um, read up a bunch on the author. You know, I just go with, well, this seems good. And I think I chose this from one of the um, NPR will come out with their book concierge thing where it's like, you should read all these books. And I just clicked on a couple and was like, okay, I like the title. I like the picture. I like coming of age books. You know, they're one of my favorite kinds. Um, So I, after I finished it, I started reading a little bit more about it. And Someone asks her how she would describe this and in, in Huffington Post, and she says, "This is great. A lonely girl and a lonelier man, and the lengths they will go to to create a family where they're loved and accepted. Hmm. And that's exactly what it is. you know so and again, you come back to trying to find fault with that because you don't agree with their ages or their circumstances or or how they react to everything that they go through. but in the end, that's all it is.
0: And in the end, these are always universal themes, right? Yes. Who doesn't want to be loved and accepted? Right. Isn't that what
6: you wake up every day wanting?
0: And I've seen this, what are there, only like nine movies that have been made? They just are the same (laughs) nine movies made different ways? (laughs) Yes. That's true in literature as well because there are universal themes and archetypes and all that. uh, And we're just hanging different people off them, off these themes. Uh, And whether or not you agree... And, th- and we talked earlier about trying to make, take those people and connect them to something you have sympathy for. Yeah. And she does that.
6: Yeah. I, you know, in some of the reviews I read, they said that some of her um, secondary characters weren't as, you know, they were too flat.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, and, you know, I don't really mind that because I liked being really entrenched in this relationship and I, it made it feel more intimate to me because those other people just orbit around them. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't, that doesn't matter.
0: They're the gray people in a world of color.
6: Yeah. I don't know that I would say it that way, but that's, uh, that's I'm one d- I'm way looking for
0: it. the image. Uh, <laughs> they are the people, they're the characters out of focus in an otherwise sharp world. Yeah. Oh, we're not going there. Uh, so uh, come down to Zambro's. You can come talk about the book. Yeah. Even if you haven't read it, you can come and sit and yep. listen and hang out and.
6: We're going to ruin the ending for you, but that's okay.
0: You can buy it down there uh what's do you know what next month's book? i
6: is? do next month um so we choose a nonfiction book every year and next month is mercies in disguise a story of hope a family's genetic destiny and the science that rescued them um by gina colada who's a journalist so she traces she goes through a family's decision to find out they're trying to figure out why what their dad died of and then there's this moment this is great there's this moment where they're at the dad's funeral, and a woman comes by, uh, an old family friend who says, you know, I remember your grandfather stumbling through the plant. And the kid is like, oh, God, that's what happened to dad. He died from this, this thing that looks like a Parkinson's mm-hmm. Alzheimer's thing. And the, the kid realizes there's, there's some genetic connection. What is it? And then they start untangling it through their family tree. And the question becomes, do you want to know? And how much do you want to know? it's going to color every decision you make once you know. And that's, I mean, that's super newsy right now, right? That's what Mm -hmm. people are thinking about with, you know, all kinds of genetic tests that you can get. And and we're going to um, examine what one family decided to do.
0: So the genetics, the genetic testing is part of this story as well. Yeah,
6: because they're trying to figure out once, once they try to solve what it is that their dad had and do all the research for this, then once you can test for it, do you want to know?
0: That's a that's the the underlying question all the time, and it's frightening. Yeah, it's frightening. and I, I don't out,
6: know what I would do.
0: No, I just found out the other day that I burn carbohydrates at a higher rate than normal. That now,
6: explains the tortilla chip habit.
0: What would <laughs> what would do, if I found out it was the other way? Would I really want to know? I don't know.
6: <laughs> what have you done to me, mashed potatoes? Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> um, so you can buy that book down at Zambra yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right yeah, and uh, you come in and uh, they've got them there on the. Sh- it, you can buy them elsewhere, but yep. That's but a good they give place you a discount there. Yes, that's yep. what I was getting to. Absolutely. Thank you.
6: And we meet the third Thursday. Third so.
0: Thursday of every month, which is tomorrow. Yeah. So you can go down there at six thirty and uh, one hundred and thirty-two. Dan Dan went back on the abacus back there <laughs> and. Uh, Came Move up the with tens. <laughs> 12 books for 11 years, 132 But then
6: books. I took a little hiatus, like a three-month hiatus. Oh, okay. So, so we came back down to 129.
0: 129. Got it.
6: Why didn't I keep a master list of these? That was dumb.
0: Yep. Jacqueline Palfy, she is the founder of the KSOO Zambro's Community Book Club, which meets tomorrow night down at Zambro's. Uh, Jacqueline, thank you very much, and we look forward to next month.
6: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: We'll be right back to finish up. This is The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And coming up on
5: Saturday, I believe it's Saturday.
0: No, in fact, it's Friday. My fault. Friday, 5.30 to 9.30 at the Holiday Inn City Center downtown. It's Art for Arthritis. And this is a great event. We had Darcy Hooster lit on last week talking about this is a fe- art. This is an event featuring the Art of Juvenile Arthritis champions ages 4 to 13 and their local volunteer mentor artists enjoy hors d'oeuvres, dinner and dessert, silent and live auctions, and more. It's really a great cause for kids who come down with arthritis at a very young age. Got to help out. They can make a lot of progress with research in that area, and you can do your part. That's this Friday night from 530 to 930 at the Downtown Holiday Inn. Coming up tomorrow... Mayoral Candidate Paul Tenhaken will be in studio to talk about his plans to lead the city should he win the May 1 runoff election. Smart Cyclist will be in, and we'll visit with Lance Smith, who's walking 24 hours to raise money for a school in Kenya. That's all on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO.